Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Thank you very much and welcome to this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. Wow, did I love that open. Maybe this week more than ever, it is the greatest game ever played. And I have to remind myself that because the professional game that's being played right now and all the challenges surrounding it have uh, worn me out a little bit this week. Wow. What a news week in golf. I don't remember a December that had the kind of news week around golf that we have had this week. The USGA announcing golf ball rollback and John Rahm puts on a Live Golf Letterman jacket, hits Fox News to let everybody know he just took a bunch of money to leave the PGA Tour and go over to live. Yeah, I think he wants to be the first billionaire um, Spanish golfer from Spain, and uh, it's going to be pretty crazy to see what what transpires and what goes on, especially with the framework agreement and what PIF is trying to do and what the PGA Tour is thinking and that kind of thing. This opens a big kettle of fish for the PGA Tour right now, and I don't think a lot of guys are happy about it. it either the golf ball or this. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned kettle of fish because it does stink right now yep. uh, around here. And sort of makes you wonder, what what is the fan perspective? What what are the fans going to think about all of this? And how does it affect that? What is the future of the PGA Tour? Not that it hung on the balance of John Rahm and his career or any other one player, but the direction and the trends that are currently happening between Liv and the PGA Tour, I'm telling you, I've watched this play out over the last year with the Pac-12 into extinction. Uh, Jay Monahan on his uh, interview that he did recently mentioned that this Liv Golf is presenting an existential threat, and that's exactly yeah. what it is. This is a precarious time for the PGA Tour, that, and it must be navigated very carefully so that they don't end up in the same situation that the Pac-12 ended up in this year. Pac-12, by the way, over 100 years. 
right? So it can happen. Yep. But anyway, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this golf ball rollback. Very excited to welcome Thomas Pagel, the uh, USGA's chief governing officer, back to the show. He was just on with us a few weeks ago, and kind of, he's kind enough to spend a few minutes. Dean Snell also, who's a golf ball giant, been around for a long time, gives us some perspective. Caddy will join us as well. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. This year, Staples wants everyone to have a happy holla deal. That's right, holla deal. Staples holla deals are amazing savings on hot holiday tech. Great prices on laptops, game systems, earbuds, and more. And now at Staples, you can save up to $350 on select PCs. During Staples holla deals, it's not about the fa-la-la. It's about saving moolala. Save up to $350 on select PCs today at Staples. Ends 1223 in-store only. See associate for details. This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again, and that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity. Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership. Plus, not pay for it because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. Are you looking for a guilt-free holiday season? Check out 100calsnacks.com. With 100% natural ingredients and no sugar added, these snacks are low in carbs, but high in protein and fiber, and absolutely delicious. You'll get a kick out of the chocolate brownies with ashwagandha, and use code NOGUILT for 25% off your order. That's the number 100, calsnacks.com. Get the energy boost you need with a potent dose of superfood for just 100 calories. That's 100calsnacks.com. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more On all the gifts for the ones you adore Wines and beers all nestled on shelves Got some advice from our helpful elves Oh, so, so many gifts to explore When you go, go to Total Wine and more Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa Priced so amazingly, low, low, low With the lowest prices for over 30 years You'll always find what you love and love what you find Only at Total Wine and More Drink responsibly, B21 
to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort. Check out blackdesertresort.com and find out about all the details of how you can play this uh, new Tom Weiskopf championship design golf course right in the desert. Phil Smith, who architected it with uh, the designer, Tom Weiskopf, said it's a perfect blend of Kona, Hawaii, and Sedona, Arizona. It really is spectacular with the black lava rock uh, right there at the base of the Red Mountains and the green grass, white sand. Really, really amazing. Come down, check it out. Also, exclusive real estate opportunities available. You've heard the PGA Tour is coming next October. LPGA Tour scheduled for May of 2025. So a lot of things are happening. This is a destination that you definitely need to check out. BlackDesertResort.com. All right, thanks again for joining us here. So much to unpack. Uh, the USGA's announcement, John Rahm leaving to live. I just wonder what your dad would think right now, Bob. I wish he were still around to ask him his perspective. You know, Billy Casper, a guy that won 51 times on the PGA Tour, and the, the state of the tour as it was back then, and the appreciation around the fact that there was a stage like the tour for them to be mm-hmm. able to go out. I'm sure he had his frustrations over the years with the tour, as everyone would have, but at the same time, the opportunities that it presented him. And now here we are on this massive money grab with um, essentially a a foreign entity that has come in with the intent on taking over professional golf to the sense yeah. that it is right now leaving golf in a precarious situation. The PGA Tour professional golf, I should say, is in a precarious situation. And as I said in the open, they need to navigate this very, very carefully. Yeah. What would your dad think? What is your What is your thoughts as you uh, listen to the, the news about John Rahm leaving and, and what that means now for the PGA Tour and for Live Golf, frankly, going forward? I think you and I both uh, were hoping that this wasn't necessarily the case. Um, we respect John Rahm and his ability and what he's been able to do with the game and how he jumped into the forefront of the game, winning in his first year there in San Diego, um, coming out of, after coming out of school, and then what he's been able to do. The you know the wins that he's had on the PGA Tour now two major championships, um, and I was just hoping. I was just in my mind. I was just pleading that that this wasn't necessarily the case. I don't know for sure what my dad would have said. Um, I, I, golfers are in it to um, make a living. At least that's the way my dad. My dad was in it to make a living. He didn't play the British Open all that much because he felt he could stay home and play on the PGA Tour here in the United States and make more money for his family than than when he then taking the time to go over to play in the British Open. So, um, you know, when you're looking at it to support your family and that kind of thing, that's one thing. And and the guys on the PGA Tour are making a boatload of money with the ability or the opportunities that they have to make money on the PGA Tour. But when you throw in obscure amounts of money, like crazy amounts of money, almost like Hey John, we really want you to come play live. Here's two hundred million dollars. No, that's not enough money. I'm not moving for that. Well, what about four hundred million? Well, that's nah, that's not enough money. Okay, we'll give you six. Really, you give me six? Okay, where do I sign? I don't know. I don't know what that negotiation was like or whatever. Oh, and I want a team, and you're going to have to give, you're going to have to add four more players 
to your list of 48. Um, shoot, I, you know, I just don't know. It's befuddling. It's almost like it's cyclical. It's, it's happening again, like it did 18 months ago with the likes of Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson and, 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 uh, all the, all the rest of them that decided to leave from the PGA tour. Um, you know, maybe they're grabbing the money because they think they're going to have an opportunity if things work out with the PGA tour and PIF and, uh, um, their agreement. So let's just jump in and grab it right now. And there'll be a way back in. Uh, I, I don't know. It's really befuddling to me. And I'm, I, I'm kind of disappointed. Um, I, I expect a little bit better, especially from John Rom. Good comments there, Bob. Uh, the one clarification I would say is I remember your dad telling stories about he and Gary players sharing hotel rooms while they were out there yeah, on tour. Absolutely. So they didn't really have the luxuries afforded them today by today's players. No. Your dad won 51 times. There isn't a player alive today that will win 51 times on the PGA Tour. You got guys, John Rahm just got paid a half a billion dollars. The man has won 11 times on the PGA Tour. So right. to, to suggest that your dad wouldn't be able to afford to go play the British Open because he had to stay here and make a living. Now, again, travel no. was different back then than it is yes. today so do you see what i mean like everything is different but you're, you're you're right at some level it's about taking care of your family here's the thing that when john rom takes to the stage and he's asked these questions over and over this is basically a summary of his comments i think it was at the u.s open uh a year ago ish uh and this yeah. is and this is what he had to say shotgun three days to me is not a golf tournament no cut it's that simple uh, i want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going on for hundreds of years like, will our lifestyle change if I got 400 million? No, it will not change one bit. Truth be told, I could retire right now with what I've made and I've lived a very happy life and not play golf again. So, and for a lot of people, I'm not gonna lie, those next three, four years are worth basically their, their retirement plan they're giving them. It's a, it's a very nice compensation to then retire and sell off to the sunset. So, what changed? And you know what? I believed him. And that's the part that gets me upset is I believed him. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, again, I said this last week, if, these, if, if the rumors were true, that's what I said last week, if the rumors were true, something had to have changed. Because I'm taking John Rahm at his word that he, that, that he doesn't play for monetary reasons, that he's in it for legacy and the love of the game and all of those kind of things, his place in history. Well, right now, his place in history could be the death knell of the PGA Tour. Yeah. I don't want to be over dramatic and overreact. I mean, there's still plenty of time to salvage all this, and who knows what the agreement is. But it looks to me as if Monaghan is... Painted into a corner here. And Piff continues to double down and say, you like that? I got more. I can do this again and again and again because it doesn't matter to them. It the, doesn't matter to them. The but, amount of money and that kind of thing. You know, and when, it doesn't when make this, any sense. There's no market no. value to this. Golf is not worth no. this much. No, no, not at all. You know, when, when all this, when this agreement came about and then Congress got involved in it, you know, in the Senate and everything, and they said, okay, you guys can't poach each other's players, and or or that's what the, the agreement was, that they were going to poach each other's playments. Well, now there's antitrust stuff that the government comes in in the middle of it, and, and they just said, nope, you can't do that, antitrust, restraint of trade, or restraint of trade, and it opened it up for everything for John Rahm to be able to go over there. Well, and so. you know what? 
it, you can't really play the government card because there's oil involved. So it's a it's a pickle, man. I think honestly, they you know Yasser and the Piff have played these cards unbelievably well, and and I think they might have just had a little checkmate moment there. But we'll we'll see what happens. By the way, the golf ball rollback that was big news before the John Rom thing. Uh, <laughs> we we got to hear from Thomas Pagel from the USGA and uh, find out a little bit more about what what this is and how it affects you. Thomas Pagel and the USGA and the golf ball rollback next right here on Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, really pleased to be joined by our next guest. He's kind of been the man of the week this week, has been on all the different uh, golf and news outlets talking about a big rule change in the game of golf. He's the chief governance officer for the United States Golf Association and is a good friend of ours for a long time. Thomas Pagel joining us right now. Thomas, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good. I mean, what's the last few days been like for you? A bit of a whirlwind, huh? It's uh, it has been a bit of a whirlwind, but it's been uh, it's been nice to really be able to get out and sort of talk uh, about what's coming with uh, with respect to the golf ball. I mean, as you guys know, this has been a, a debate for decades, and we've been going through what we call our equipment rulemaking process uh, for at least the last three years. Plus, we had a research project ahead of that, so it's it's been talked about a lot. And uh, I think, frankly, the golf world was was looking for closure, and so to be able to come out and offer some of that closure and speak to what the real impact will be when it takes effect. It's uh, that, that part's been a relief, frankly. You know, the process um, when you do make rule changes or model local rules and that kind of thing is that you have a comment period. What did you guys learn during the comment period with, regarding this? Yeah. So, so I'll just step back. So what, what we announced this week is, is the overall distance standard, which is how we test golf balls been in place since 1976 uh, it's always been intended to essentially regulate how far a golf ball can go when it's in, when, when the, uh, it's used by the longest player in the game. So in 1976, we tested at a club head speed of 109 miles an hour. 2004, we updated that to 120 miles an hour, which is about a 176 ball speed uh, for our test. And as we look at the, the longest players, the top players on the worldwide tour, and frankly, the elite amateur game, they're achieving ball speeds much, fa- much faster than that. So, uh, effective in 2028, we're going to update it to um, 183 mile an hour ball speed or about 125 mile an hour club head speed. Um, so, look, in March we came out and we we suggested changing this test at a faster speed, 187 mile an hour uh, ball speed or 127 mile an hour club head speed, but doing it as a model local rule, right? So, essentially, uh, the governing bodies had said, "Is it time for the rules to sort of split and offer bifurcation where?" the elite game would be playing under uh, a different set in certain instances of equipment standards. Um, I will tell you guys, I was, I was surprised and, and I probably shouldn't have been just how loud and how overwhelming the feedback was that a unified set of playing rules and a unified set of equipment standards is really important to the game. We heard it from the tours. We heard it from the tour players. We heard it from the PGA of America. We heard it from recreational golfers. We heard it from our state golf associations Everyone was really struggling with how are you going to define elite? How are you practically going to apply this? Uh, recreational golfers were saying, but I like the fact that I can play the same ball as players at the highest level. So it was loud. Um, and that really forced us to step back. And so what we're announcing today is, again, not taking effect until 2028, but it's going to be a change across the game for all golf balls that are tested. Thomas Pagel joining us. And, yeah, that was now that that's on the table, I think there's a lot of people that are – you know, there's, there's reactions, right? There's reactions to this in both sides of the coin, which has been interesting. One is it an immediate reaction. I thought Mike Wan addressed that pretty good saying, Hey, look, I think he used the word ambulance chasers and overreactors and things like that for people that are just going to just go pile on and, and act like the game is ruined. So, and then there's the other side of it that maybe wonders if this is actually going to have the impact that it needs to have. So can you kind of address how it's going to apply to, 
the the tour player, the the recreational player, and what what how big or or minimal that impact will be? Yeah, I think I, I think the important thing is as as we think about this as golfers, like let let's react to facts because. You know, even last weekend, uh, there was a little bit of information leaked and people started to assume it's going to be 10%. It's going to go through your bag. And so there was a lot of people reacting saying, I can't believe they would do this. Well, the reality is, is, um, testing at 183 mile an hour ball speed. Uh, another, let me step back. Another important part of the feedback we heard, again, this was across the game was make sure you m- minimize the impact on the recreational game, which is, we committed to that when we, uh, issued our distance report back in 2020 saying any solution will have minimal impact. And so we actually, that's why we slowed that testing speed from the 127 mile hour club head speed down to the 125. And at the 125 club head speed, the recreational golfer is going to see five or less yards impacted. And just based on, on launch conditions, swing conditions, it's really going to only impact the recreational golfer for your driver. So for, for you and I, as we're out playing, we're going to see, you know, five or less, um, again, that's assuming that, that, uh, club head speed of mid nineties and down. Um, and it's really going to be limited to our drivers. So by the time we get to our second shots, we're not going to experience any reduction. If you look at more of the elite level, uh, so PGA tour elite amateurs, probably closer to nine to 11 yards. And then as you get to those players that achieve ball speeds that are at or above what we're testing at, so 183 miles an hour or faster, you're probably looking more in the 13 to 15 yard range, but even those players, by the time they get down to about their five iron, aren't going to see a distance reduction. Interesting. So, so what, what about what about people that, like Brian was talking about, that are on the other side of the fence that maybe it's not enough? Yeah, I mean, that, and this is, uh, guys, it's a, it's a great example of governance is hard. Um, this, this really is, and, and, I mean, you guys have lived it, you've heard it. It's sort of a divisive topic where people have strong opinions on both sides, and so when we went into this, we, we knew we weren't going to make everybody happy. Um, but our job in governing the game, the role that we play um, for, for the global game is really understanding perspectives, which is why those comment periods are so helpful. I mean, we can work with the international golf community, understand viewpoints, uh, take those viewpoints into consideration. And frankly, we, we did a lot of bobbing and weaving over the last three years based on where we thought we might end up. But at the end of the day, you just have to step in and make an objective decision and the decision we wanted to make really our sort of the Northern star was how can we have meaningful impact with minimal disruption, right? So if we were to, if we were to do more at the elite level, it would really have a greater impact on the recreational game. And we hear loud and clear the concerns people have, whether it's their own game or whether it's a PGA professional and their membership about, I don't want people, I don't want recreational golfers losing distance. Well, if we try and do more on the high end, you're going to have a bigger impact on the recreational game. We didn't want to do that. But then we also have on the other side, a lot of people saying, just do less, right? Don't, don't do so much, do it less and do it more often. Uh, and that, uh, that one we struggle with as well. I mean, that's not really fair. Uh, and it's not, it's not fair to players to suggest, you know, every five or six years, we're going to be updating this standard and you're going to have to switch and figure out a new ball. And it's certainly not fair to, to R and D staff at ball manufacturers just to say every five or six years, we're going to revise the standard. So, we really wanted to identify something that again would have that minimal impact on the low end for the recreational golfer be meaningful enough to where it's going to reduce the longest players by 13 to 15 year or 13 to 15 yards, excuse me. And then we can just step back as a governing body, let the game evolve. We fully expect, I mean, this isn't going to stop distance. It might slow it, but it's not going to stop it. Fully expect that, you know, 15 years from now, 
yardages will probably be similar to where they are now. And, and we might have to act, but at least in 15 years, we won't be 15 yards longer than we are today. Thomas Pagel, USGA, joining us. So um, some people would say, and, and they'll listen to you say right there, we might need to act, and they'd say, why do you need to act at all? The game is so healthy, it's growing, it's it's uh, thriving, you know, even more and more are coming to the game. It's already a difficult game to play, and this feels like it's going to make it harder and might make the barrier of entry even greater. In, and, and so that's, a, that's a, a concern that they have. How would you address that and why? What are the whys behind making this change and, and what positive impacts will it have for the game in the future? Yeah. I mean, for, first I'll say there, there never seems to be a good time to make a hard governance decision when, when the game is strong, when the game is healthy, don't act. Uh, when the game is, is at harm, perhaps the economy is going down. Well, don't act. And so again, we felt that for the long-term health of the game, we needed to step in and make this, uh, uh, take this action or make this decision. Now, again, not taking effect till 28. Uh, for the elite game in 2030 for the recreational game. Um, but look, as distances have increased, and, and we we look at this, this isn't something new for us. We we issue an annual drive distance report every year where we're monitoring distance uh, across the elite game, not just the PGA Tour, but really the elite game. And we see a pretty consistent and constant growth. And that, that growth has been over the last 40 years. I mean, if you go back to 1980, the PGA Tour is 43, long, 43 yards longer following the 2023 season, 43 yards longer in 43 years. That's what we, that we've seen that trend forever. And so if we sit back and wait and 20 years from now, we haven't done anything. uh, The elite golfers are going to be 20 yards longer. And there's a strong correlation that as golfers at the highest level continue, as their distance continues to increase, golf courses continue to increase. And we're not just guys, we're not talking about, you know, the 45 golf courses that the PGA tour plays on, uh, or the four major venues. As you think of elite golf, you've got to think of state amateurs, state opens, the collegiate game, national championships outside of the U.S. Uh, there are thousands of courses uh, across the globe that host elite competitions, uh, and many of them are finding themselves facing decisions. Do they try and lengthen? Do they invest money to move bunkers? And it's all a result of distance games. And, and we're really the only sport that says adjust your venue based on distance, right? I know Mike Juan, one one of his favorite analogies is, you know, the green monster. That would be like telling folks, you know what, we're either going to have to push it back another 50 feet or we're going to have to go up 30 feet. Like would baseball fans want that? The answer would be no. But yet for whatever reason in golf, we're okay changing our stadium. We're okay changing our venue. And we're okay placing that burden on the golf course operators and owners in order for them to make those adjustments. So, it really is about the golf course, it's about long-term sustainability. It's not about making the game harder. I mean, there's nobody at the USGA that wakes up every morning and says, you know what, what, what decisions can we make to make the game a little more harder so people don't want to play it? We actually do the opposite. We wake up every day, we go through that door at the office, and we think, how can we make the game better? How can we get people excited about the game? How can we make sure that the game is not just great today, but 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now? that it's equally as great so that those that come after us can enjoy it and have fun. So you've mentioned um, the timelines, uh, the elite game in 2028 when those uh, changes will be made and uh, the average or the regular player in 2030. Why, um, Why is it waiting so long to implement these things? So, so both points are, uh, we're, we're part of the feedback period, frankly, 
uh, manufacturers came to us and when, when we had suggested the model local rule, we said, we're going to test at this high speed of 127 and we want it to take effect in 2026. And as we had discussions with them, they said, look, if you could go lower, please go across the board. Although not every manufacturer, believe it or not, wanted across the board. There were some that preferred the model local rule. Um, but they said, more, more importantly, we need time. Like we can develop a golf ball in two years, like the R and D cycle, we can make that happen. But if you're asking us to put equipment in the hands of the best player on the planet, planet, you know, we need to uh, have time to test. And so we thought that that was very reasonable. Again, it was very consistent across all the manufacturers. So we're going to give them this four year runway. And we've heard several of the manufacturers offer comment already, already uh, this week, you know, thanking us for that. Um, so that was important. And then that delay of two years for the recreational game, that's really just practical, um, right? You know, recreational golfers, you're going to have uh, balls in your trunk, in your garage, in your, in your golf bag. And we wanted to make sure that in 2028, 2029, go out, use those golf balls, play the game, enjoy the game, post your scores to the gin system, you know, update your handicap and enjoy it and have fun. And two years time, you know, retail shelves will begin to cycle over. Uh, those balls in your bag will cycle over. And by 2030, we would expect that everybody's playing the same balls. Thomas Pagel with USGA joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Big announcement. The golf ball will be rolled back. Uh, at least a, a distance correction. I'm not sure exactly how you're going to couch it, but but that's that's the idea, right? It's going to come back. So I, I want to go back to this real quickly because people are reacting, and I just want to talk it through. It helps me to understand it, and hopefully it'll help our listeners as well. If I'm out on a PGA Tour event in 2028, and I'm used to watching my favorite player tee off and, and bust a driver out there 350 yards, I can still go out there and watch him hit it essentially 335 yards is that kind of how i'm hearing this that, that's exactly right and, and look i mean as we watch the best players uh and even as we play our own games you know it's really tough to discern between 340 and 350 or in our own games you know if you're going to lose three yards you know 232 versus 229 i, I don't want to minimize the fact that people are upset about change i get that um but the reality is, is distance is still going to be advantage guys are still going to chase it uh, we're still going to be in awe of the best players, and we're still going to be able to uh, enjoy the game ourselves. Yeah, and so, for, and then from us, if we're out there playing it, when we hit drive, we're going to see an impact off the driver, right? That's kind of where this seems to go. That's the big yardage is coming off the driver. But then you said once you get below your five iron, it's really not an impact because if I'm thinking, if I'm taking off five yards, again, that that's really nothing. You can miss hit things. But let's just say the ball has changed so that if my miss hits actually cost me maybe 10 yards. Is it going to be again with my approach shot, or is it mostly primarily based on that tee shot where I'll no- notice the most impact? You're going to notice the majority of impact uh, w- with your driver. I mean, our our engineers and our scientists, you know, they, they run all the simulations. And by the time you see your five iron, you're putting so much spin on the, on the ball, especially as a recreational golfer, that, you know, the, the, the if the manufacturer's addresses through aerodynamics on the golf ball, it'll have zero impact on your swing. Mm. And, and the last thing I was going to ask you, how, how do you suspect that they will, you know, change those things? Is it going to be you know, aerodynamics? Is it going to be spin rates? Is it going to be core? Is it going to be like, or is that completely up to them? It's completely up to them. And that's, that's one of the things with, with the overall distance standard test. We don't tell them how they need to construct their balls. We don't regulate dimple patterns. We don't regulate, you know, drag, or we just say, hey, look, you design your golf balls. It can't weigh more than this. Can't be bigger than this. And when we, when we fire it at 125 miles an hour, it can't go further than 320 yards. And then, the innovators, the engineers, 
the, 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 the individuals at the manufacturers that are really just so good, they're going to figure it out and they're all going to come up with different ways. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how they approach it. Last thing for you, Thomas, is it seems like the, the faster you swing, the bigger the impact will have. Is that by any means going to encourage not swinging as hard? I know that sounds weird. Or, or will you still hit it further if you produce more club head speed? It, look, the, the, the relative distance isn't going to change, right? So I don't think this is going to stop somebody from trying to swing and, and achieve a ball speed of 190 miles an hour, right? You're seeing these college kids that are speed training. I yeah. think they're going to continue speed training, continue to have an advantage uh, in distance. I mean, every generation, um, it seems like you have those players that have the distance advantage, and this isn't going to change that. But again, what it'll do is it'll slow that pace of growth so that uh, hopefully there are few and fewer golf courses that feel the burden or feel the pressures to respond to it. I'm going to be one of those guys that's not an alarmist on this. I, I took, I didn't, I didn't comment for a, a couple of days on purpose. I wanted to kind of absorb it, learn a little bit more. My, my approach to it is that the tour players are still going to figure it out. They're that good. I'm not going to notice that much of a difference. And by the way, if I am hitting a nine iron or a pitching wedge into a par four at a six thousand four thousand feet where I live, instead of a, a a gap wedge or a lob wedge, I'm okay with that. I wore yeah, out too. my eight iron when I was a kid because that's what you had to hit into the par fours. Now I wear out a set of wedges because I, and I rarely get to my seven or eight iron. So to be honest with you, it the game will be there. It's a different test, and if we shorten it up a few, like you're still out there playing and enjoying. I don't think it's one of these things where suddenly you're going to go out there and, and get bored with it because it feels like you're hitting a marshmallow. That's my reaction to all of this. Am I kind of on the right track here, Thomas? Uh, look, yes. I, I would say you are. There are people that would argue with that, but I would say that you are. And the other thing, too, I mean, as, as, as recreational golfers get shorter, golf course operators, owners – if, if they want players to be playing from the same landing zone, if they're concerned about this five-yard difference, there's an inventory tees likely in front of them, right? You can pick the, right. those tee markers, put them on the front of the tee pad, or move to the next one up if you really want to be hitting wedges in. And so there's a way to address it. And we have heard from, from some players saying, well, I already played the forward tees. Uh, this is going to impact me. If you're playing from the most forward tees already and you have that limited carry, your swing speed is such – you're probably not going to have any impact as a result of this change. I like it. And look, if you get beat up too much, I already offered you that olive branch. You can just give us the relief in the fairways and it's everything, everything goes away. So just use, just know you've got that card. You can play it at any, at any time, you know? So I'll, I'll keep that ace in the pocket, you know, (laughs) Thomas, thank you for your time. I know you've been uh, very, um, you've you've been busy this week. You're in high demand and we appreciate that you would take a few minutes to visit with us. I always enjoy catching up with you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks. You got it. Have Thanks, a great Thomas. weekend. Happy holidays. That's Thomas Pagel. He's the USGA's chief governance officer. And again, big announcement this week. We'll talk more about it here on Real Golf Radio. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. 
In a world of too good to be true, every once in a while you experience something that lives up to the hype. That's been my experience at Black Desert Resort. The Tom Weiskopf Championship Designed Golf Course is next level with the PGA and LPGA Tours scheduled to play Black Desert. Demand is at an all-time high. Don't miss out on the exclusive opportunity to own real estate at Black Desert. Sign up for details at blackdesertresort.com and learn how you can enjoy year-round family fun in beautiful St. George, Utah. That's blackdesertresort.com This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every chrome soft is manufactured precisely which we confirm with proprietary 3D x-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently or you can know it will with precision technology. ChromeSoft, better for the best, better for everyone. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded The Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting The Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting The Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade. But it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Thomas Pagel for joining us there from the USGA. You know, he's been in high demand and has definitely spent a lot of time on every media source out there. And so for him to spend some time with us, we really appreciate that. If you're not following us on X at Real Golf, we'll post that for you there. You can also search for us where your favorite podcasts are found at Real Golf or Real Golf Radio is where you want to search. Um, Let's spend a, a little bit more time on this before we get back to the John Rahm scenario. And by the way, let me just say, I really was looking forward to talking about the Grant Thornton this week. I really wanted yeah. to talk about that. I mean, Tony and Nellie are playing together. I'm super excited about that. And I think this whole format and this event is is a positive step for the men's and women's professional games. And it's unfortunate that it's overshadowed by these two huge stories uh, this week in golf. But uh, nevertheless, talking about the golf ball, I I said it there with Thomas. As I I withheld my opinion for Mm -hmm. some time, and I I first I, I wanted to say, my first reaction was, why now? 
why in the middle of the best era in golf, things are humming along, man. There's more people playing. Things seem to be just going really, really well. Why, why mess with it? I guess that's the, that was my, yeah. my, my first question, my first reaction. And, and then I sat and thought about it. I wanted to learn more. I said, I'm going to withhold comment until I find out more. What does this really mean for the average player? And we're going to hear from Dean Snell coming up on the back nine, who is, owns over 40 golf ball patents. This guy was a um, uh, super smart dude that was making parts for Blackhawk helicopters before he got into the golf industry and worked on the first Pro V1, tour professional stuff, all the way to 18 years with TaylorMade. Now he owns Snell Golf. But so this guy knows a thing or two. So we'll talk to him about that. But I wanted to know, what, what is it about this that is going to affect me and how is it going to affect my viewing of professional golf? And yeah. what Thomas explained there, and my understanding is, because whenever a golf ball rollback was mentioned, it was like, oh, yeah, people are really going to love going to watch professional events when the best players in the world can, can't smash it out there. Like, that's what we love to see. Well, it sounds like they're going to be able to still smash it out there. So that's the first thing. Second yeah. thing is, is why mess with my game's hard enough? Why are you messing with me? I'm just a nobody guy. Why do I have to now hit it shorter? Five yards or less? Really? Five yards or yeah. less? And I, I get how cheeky it sounds to move the tee box up five yards, but that's essentially how insignificant or inconsequential it actually is to the average player. Now, that's why I phrased the question as to, well, what about those that are saying, why do it if it's going to be that inconsequential? But I do see that it slows this trend down, and the point that they made that you can always move tees forward, we're just running out of room to move tees back. I actually yeah. can appreciate that, and uh, I don't think it's the big jump off a ledge, have a big fit that some people have, have made it out to be. I think the game can be just as enjoyable. I mean, that's my perception of it now. Maybe yeah. when it all rolls out and comes out in the wash, I'll be like, oh, man, that's way worse than I expected it to be, or that's not at all what I thought it would be, and it'll impact me a little more, and then I'll have a reaction then. But uh, we'll, we'll find out more about that from Dean Snell. But that, that's my take. I don't know if, if you agree with that or, or disagree with that. Well, when this all started to come about initially, you and I talked about it quite a bit on the show, and we talked about a 10% decrease or a 20% decrease across the board, and those numbers were staggering as far as – what could happen as far yeah. as rolling the golf ball back. But when you're talking about, you know, 15 yards for the elite players game, um, anywhere from three to five yards for the everyday amateur player or other players in the game. I don't know. I, that's why I asked the question, is it enough? Um, did you do enough um, with what you were trying to do um, in in making this, and I and and it seems to me like they're not trying to roll it back. It seems to me like they're trying to stall it, to stop it, um, and to give it a little bit of a hit so that it doesn't continue to escalate as fast as it's been going. All they did was hook a heavyweight trailer to the, or maybe not even exactly. heavyweight, but a sw- slightly weighted trailer. Yeah, barely, right? It's still going. It's just slowing yeah. down just a little bit. So yeah. and I, the thing about it is, you know, with like. The thing about it is with engineers and all that kind of thing, they're going to push it to the limit and get it to the limit. The players are going to adapt, and you know what? Before too long, we're going to be right back to where we're right now. Did you see the caddy's video that he sent out that was from Golf uh, Australia? About, uh-uh. about um, oh, shoot, I forget the name of the tour pro now. Ah, 
Anyway, he was there with uh, an older tour pro from Australia and a commentator, uh-huh. and they basically went through a a little exercise where he hit his current gamer and current uh-huh. you know driver and ball, and right. then they went persimmon driver. Uh-huh. And then, by the way, this was a brand new persimmon driver. Took the plastic, right. so it's not like an old aged thing. So he goes right. persimmon driver with current ball, and then he went persimmon driver with old ball. Yeah, and then current gamer driver old ball. And I'll tell you what, this it, it's all about the spin. That's what yep. it did. Is that's they, what it is. And then with the ball, because of the persimmon driver being smaller. He teed it down, which, by the way, Dean Snell's going to talk about. And when you tee that ball down, now you get a little steeper on it. And uh, it, this guy's like, yeah, it took him a while. He he missed it right and left and all kinds of spin. But what, what he did is good athletes, he started to slow it down a little bit so he could control it a little bit better. So the, the, it's interesting. There are different ways of trying to affect the game. It's a completely different game. And I think what I learned from that is the best the players will adapt to whatever's put in front of them. And today's players have learned how to just put as much club head speed as possible because it doesn't even matter if you don't hit it on the quote-unquote on the screws with the driver anymore. And the balls don't spin very much. And so even if you mishit it, the COR or whatever is going to keep it in place, keep it in play, mm-hmm. and the golf ball isn't going to spin offline. So that's how you had to do it. And Bob, you know, they, they, they were saying Bobby Jones would have learned how to play the game that way if that's the equipment he had to play at the time. Listen, I, I grew up playing persimmon drivers. I grew up playing wood drivers um, and wood fairway woods. They were so much more difficult. There was a bulge and roll for gear effect in the golf club. Okay, The golf club had, had a little bulge to it right in the middle because that's where you wanted to hit it. Hit it on the screws. That's And the screw was the insert that was in the middle of that persimmon golf club. That's where that term came from. So if you hit it in the toe, gear effect would bring it back from right to left, back to the middle. If you hit it in the heel, gear effect would bring it back from left to right. That's how that's how that golf course or that golf club was was set up. Well, as golf clubs kept getting bigger and bigger, faces became flatter, and you know the sweet spots became bigger, and that's what we've we've gone to. You had to time it a little bit better and swing it. Not as hard with that persimmon club and with the gear effect and everything. And now you can just go ahead and flail at it and hit it as hard as you want um, and swing at it as hard as you want. And that's what creates all the distance and why we've had the, all these advances in distance. It's fun, too, by the way. It's more fun hitting today's drivers than it was hitting those sure. persimmon drivers. The purists will argue that point. There is something sweet about it. I get it. But it's a lot harder, and it's a lot more fun now to just go ahead and bust it out there. we got to take a short break. We'll wrap up hour number one. More on this topic on the back nine. As I said, Dean Snell still to come. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. 
work. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back, but you're going to love it and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15 day guarantee. Call now 800 617 5145. 800 617 5145. 800 617 5145. That's 800 617 5145. Has someone in your family lost a job recently? And now you can't afford your mortgage payment. Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, thanks for joining us here on hour number one of Real Golf Radio. You heard from Thomas Pagel. USGA's chief governance officer about this rollback. Again, recreational players, five yards or less is the impact, okay? Five yards or less uh, for most people. Elite players, nine to 11 yards, and then the highest of swingers will get 13 to 15 yards, perhaps. And that's yeah. if you're hitting that 183, you're exceeding that 183 ball speed. That's just pretty, pretty amazing. So. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Again, we'll hear from Dean Snell coming up on the back nine hour number two. More on this from a manufacturer's perspective. Caddy's going to stop by as well. And, of course, uh, the Grant Thornton going on this week. Um, you've got the PGA and the LPGA Tour players playing together in an event that I think was one of the more meaningful new events on the PGA Tour schedule. Super excited about it. It's really super unfortunate that this news these two massive news stories basically are washing this event out. Um, I guess they had to get it all in before next week when Tiger and Charlie are going to tee it up because nobody wanted to interrupt <laughs> that one, apparently. Yeah. And, uh, wow. 
um, like you said, we haven't seen this in probably our 24 years. We haven't seen this type of a December happen as far as news stories. Yeah, there's no question about it. We'll talk. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA News, I'm John Schaefer. The White House doesn't have much to say on Hunter Biden facing nine criminal charges in a federal tax case. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. He loves his son and supports him as he continues to rebuild his life. I'm going to be really careful and not comment on this and refer you to Department of Justice. Prosecutors allege that the president's son led a lavish lifestyle while neglecting to pay a minimum of $1.4 million in federal taxes from 2016 to 2019. If convicted, the charges carry a maximum penalty penalty of 17 years in prison. On Friday, a federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. affirmed and narrowed the gag order placed on former President Donald Trump in his D.C. election interference case. The ruling restricts him from making disparaging remarks specifically about potential witnesses and prosecutors involved in the case. The conflict between Israel and Hamas continues to escalate in the Gaza Strip, prompting the U.S. to emphasize the importance of prioritizing civilian protection by Israel. In an effort to address humanitarian concerns, a major crossing from Israel into Gaza is slated to reopen, facilitating the transportation of essential supplies such as water, food, and medicine via trucks. The Biden administration urging Congress for swift approval of an aid package encompassing fiscal support for both Ukraine and Israel. However, Republicans adamantly oppose passing the measure unless Democrats concede to border policy adjustments aimed at tackling the influx of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. Here's Senator Lindsey Graham. The commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, needs to wake up and do something about a broken border. Negotiations seem to have resumed following a heated floor vote on Wednesday. New legislation, the Fans First Act, introduced by a bipartisan group of senators, aims to address flaws in the current live event ticketing system. This move by Congress seeks to protect consumers from fake or overpriced tickets and hold bad actors accountable. This is USA News. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you use insulin or have had hypoglycemic events, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, And we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-989-1361. 800-989-1361. 800-989-1361. That's 800-989-1361. 
A significant winter storm is expected to hit the eastern half of the U.S. this weekend. Meteorologists predict its formation beginning Friday, gaining substantial strength on Saturday. The storm is poised to bring severe thunderstorms, heavy rain, strong winds, and potential snowfall spanning from the Gulf Coast to the Canadian border. With Christmas festivities underway, shoppers are encountering a new trend this year. An increasing number of businesses are employing credit card machines that prompt customers to tip for what often amounts to a straightforward transaction. That tipping app should not be a pressure app when you are paying over the counter because these are hourly workers. Diane Gottsman from the Protocol School of Texas advises against feeling obligated to tip at a retail location even if the service is excellent as it's considered part of the job. However, she emphasizes that tipping is appropriate at restaurants where servers heavily rely on tips as a significant portion of their salary. The trailer for the upcoming video game Grand Theft Auto 6 has set a new record, surpassing 93 million views within the first 24 hours of its release on the Rockstar Games YouTube channel. This achievement marks the highest debut for a non-music video, officially released on Monday by Rockstar following an earlier leak on X. The trailer reveals the game's return to the well-known Vice City, featuring the franchise's first-ever female main character. GTA 6 is scheduled for release in the year 2025. I'm John Schaefer, USA News. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the tempo. Here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much, and welcome into this uh, hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, hit us up on X at Real Golf. Search Real Golf Radio where other social media are, uh, platforms are found, and then, of course, download us where your favorite podcast platform is by searching Real Golf Radio or at Real Golf. All right, Bob. Yeah. We got the caddy coming up. He's going to spend a couple mm-hmm. segments with us. Dean Snell also. I really loved our conversation with Dean Snell. This is a guy that was uh, producing parts for Blackhawk helicopters. This is a smart guy, and he's been in the golf industry for over 40 years. 
um, I think, 30. Anywho. About 35 years, something yeah. like that. But 40, um, patents. he has 40 patents That's right. on golf balls. Yeah, exactly. So this guy's, this guy's got some good takes on this. I, uh, if you're just, if you missed it, Thomas Pagel from the USGA joined us in hour number one. That's a really good listen. We'll have that posted out there for you to be able to listen and, and talk about it. There, there's two big stories, obviously, this week with USGA announcing golf ball rollback and then John Rahm leaving the PGA Tour to go to live golf. It's still hard to even say that, especially when we have heard John talk over and over again with things like this. Golf on three days to me is not a golf tournament, no cut. It's that simple. Uh, I want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going on for hundreds of years. So uh, that's, you know, that's not what he's doing. He's doing exactly yeah. opposite of that. He's going to a format that's been exactly one year. So um, anyway, it's a surprise. That one took over more emotion for me than what did the, the golf ball rollback. Yeah. Initially, and Definitely. I took some time to respond. Initially, I was like, why now? Why mess this up? Things are going well in golf. But listening to Thomas and learning more about it, I just think it's pretty much negligible for most of us. But hopefully, they'll keep golf courses from having to expand as players continue to get faster and stronger. You know, I listened to Rex Hoggard and in, at in, on his podcast, and he said the PGA Tour was moving towards the private investment funds or the venture capital. And uh, basically the Saudis came in and called their bluff by, um, you know, putting up so money that so much money that John Rahm left. Um, he also said the tipping point came uh, when the tour uh, took, you know, made the announcement back in June um, of uh, having this agreement. So um, it's kind of crazy to see this all happening, but more pressure is going to be put on by the Saudis. Yeah, and no that's doubt. the real thing. The golf is not in trouble because we're rolling back the golf ball. But professional golf, at least on the PGA Tour, is in a precarious situation. The caddy joins us next. We'll talk about it right here on Real Golf Radio. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. This year, Staples wants everyone to have a happy holla deal. That's right, holla deal. Staples holla deals are amazing savings on hot holiday tech. Great prices on laptops, game systems, earbuds, and more. And now at Staples, you can save up to $350 on select PCs. During Staples holla deals, it's not about the fa-la-la. It's about saving moolala. Save up to $350 on select PCs today at Staples. Ends 1223. In-store only. See associate for details. This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again, and that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity. 
Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Additional terms apply. Are you looking for a guilt-free holiday season? Check out 100calsnacks.com. With 100% natural ingredients and no sugar added, these snacks are low in carbs, but high in protein and fiber, and absolutely delicious. You'll get a kick out of the chocolate brownies with ashwagandha, and use code NOGUILT for 25% off your order. That's the number 100, calsnacks.com. Get the energy boost you need with a potent dose of superfood for just 100 calories. That's 100calsnacks.com. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more On all the gifts for the ones you adore Wines and beers all nestled on shelves Got some advice from our helpful elves Oh, so, so many gifts to explore When you go, go to Total Wine and more Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa Priced so amazingly, low, low, low With the lowest prices for over 30 years You'll always find what you love and love what you find Only at Total Wine and More Drink responsibly, B21 Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Hi, right, welcome back. It's Brian Taylor, Bob Casper here on Real Golf Radio. Let's get right to it. Here he is. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the caddy's joining us here on Real Golf Radio, and I was mentioning the little uh, video that you sent us, caddy, about the Australian example of hitting persimmons, new balls, new drivers, old balls. That was pretty interesting stuff. That was cool, wasn't it? It was a nice, uh, you had a good player uh, and some intelligent folks there, Michael Clayton, analyzing things, and uh, it was uh, kind of eye-opening for me. It's all about that spin, wasn't it? Well, the most interesting part, my takeaway, obviously the ball's going to fly different distances with a different ball, different equipment. But the, yeah. the thing that kind of got me was how uh, he realized when he started hitting the old equipment, the old driver, that he was going to have to change the way he swing it at a golf ball because he has to hit it solid now. And he made a comment about how like kind of like wow you don't even have to hit the face of a driver with the new stuff and it's fine mm-hmm. it's just easy <laughs> you know yeah. in other words less skill anyway i'll leave it at that yeah lucas herbert yep yeah, yeah caddy i was telling yeah. brian you know um bulge and roll in those old persimmon drivers to get the gear effect to work to get the ball back into the fairway um, but once they started making flat face drivers with bigger sweet spots, then that's when guys could really haul off and swing at it as hard as they wanted. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you miss the face. Uh, that's the thing, right? So it goes from a requirement of being able to generate speed and put the sweet spot on the ball to just being able to generate speed. And it doesn't matter so much if I miss it by half an inch. 
or three quarters of an inch off the sweet yeah. spot. So, Caddy, yep. given our limited time here, um, after that long interview, we apologize. But what was your take on what the USGA announced with that rollback? And again, Thomas Pagel explaining to us that essentially for the elite, the tour players, the elite players that can get 183 or higher ball speed, they're looking at maybe 15 yards in or so, 15 to 18 yards perhaps in the in 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 loss of distance with this rollback. The general elite player is probably going to do 10 yards, maybe, and then the average recreational player is five or less yards. So seems fairly uh, non-invasive, and yet at the same time, Benign. it's going to yeah. slow down this continual distance progression, at least as how they presented it. Well, I, I love the ball rollback for everybody. I kind of like the no bifurcation thing as well. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on a, a side that nobody's on because nobody's really in favor of this except for me and a few other people. So I think it's great. I think uh, – yeah, distance is relative. If you're, if the longest guy hits a 300, the 300 super long, and everybody's psyched about that. And if the longest guy hits it 475, then 350 is not long, and nobody cares about it. And so, what's the difference between the two? The difference between the two is you've got to change golf courses. Yeah. And the difference between the two is you can't, you're not, you can't quite compare yourself to past golfers. Now, golf has always improved technology. You go from gutta percha to other balls, feathery gutta percha. You go from hickory shafts to steel shafts and things like that, from wood woods to metal heads. There have been technological changes the whole time, and golf courses have had to be lengthened a little bit over time, I'm sure. Um, But I just don't understand how people can have a problem just taking the spread of long to short and narrowing, you know, bringing it down or bringing it up. It it doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, this guy's long, this guy's not. Well, what's long mean? Well, 225 means long. Okay. That's fine. You know, or 325 means long. Okay. That's fine. I don't, I don't see how it affects anything. Um, you know, relative to a tour pro, you're still a short hitter relative to your buddy. You're, you're five yards shorter than he is, or you're three yards shorter than he is now, or whatever. Um, I like the fact that the spread is going to change. It's going to affect, so for example, um, the long hitters benefited more than the short hitters did in total yardage when a Crichton got better and balls got longer because it was a kind of more like a percentage increase, right? So if I hit it 300, and I get 10%, I'm 30 yards longer. If I had 200 and I get 10%, I'm 20 yards longer. So I've lost, I've lost distance compared to that other guy, right? And now it's coming back the other way. And so it's kind of squeezing the spread between long and short, um, which I think is cool. But, but you know, it can point out some advantages. Like, we're not necessarily, I don't think, I don't know what's planned, but right now we're not making it harder to hit a golf ball at all because I don't see anything being changed with the heads which are easy to hit. We're enabling golf courses to not have to lengthen tees and change things for a small percentage of golfers. We're potentially using less room to build a golf course. How's that not a positive? Maybe you're using a little less water because you don't need as much acreage to have your golf course. How's that not positive? Right now when I walk off the 14th tee, 14th green at Torrey Pines, if I go to the U.S. Open tee, it's, it's 200 yards backwards that I'm walking. Yeah. When I to Aaron Hills, I added up the walks from tee to greens. It took 
36 to 42 minutes to walk from the greens to the tee at Aaron Hills. I mean, you're adding, you're adding like 25 minutes to a round just to go back to tee box. Is that good? Is that good for the game? Um, now that's, you know, that's at one level, right? You know, the, the game, I think, I think it's great. I think, look, you have to look at, if you look at the pro game and how popular golf is, um, I don't really know the answer to this question. Other people could answer it much better than me, but if it is, easier to hit a golf ball solid because of club technology. I think that's a cool thing for the average golfer or the, the struggling golfer because it's really hard to hit a golf ball solid. And it's, that's kind of cool. But the distance the ball goes is just relative. That's all. Hmm. I like that. Matter. That's a good take. Yep. Because you're yeah, right. That's a really good take. You, you roll back the drivers and now it's just guys can't even hit them. You, you want to keep people – that's why I don't I, – uh, the initial reaction was to jump in and say, oh, what are they doing? They're ruining in this. But if you really sit back and analyze what it is they did, they're just trying to slow the wagon train down a little bit. They even acknowledge that they're going to continue to find ways to hit it further. They're just hoping to slow it down a little bit, and this is the one thing that could be doing. And that was a great explanation, Caddy. Well done. All right, stay tuned. More with the Caddy coming up next after a short break right here on Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids priced thousands less than other hearing aids. 
They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob continuing now with America's favorite caddy. Caddy, is one golfer worth a half a billion dollars? NBC paid $75 million this year to televise Notre Dame football. Is one golfer worth half a billion dollars? You're going to bring in more? money, more revenue, more eyeballs than the millions of Notre Dame fans who want to watch it every Saturday? I don't think so. Mm. Now, the, what we have here, um, to say is something worth something um, implies that, well, would anybody else pay $200 million for John Rom? I don't know. Anybody? I don't know. No. No. I mean, you can get, what the, what, what, what must he go for? Four hundred? I mean, he's like eight billion times more popular than every golfer on the planet combined, except for maybe eight, probably even including Tiger. And he's worth four hundred. Okay, how's a golfer worth more than that? Answer is no. It's not. You know, this is not a market-based based thing. It's just I got the money. I'll write the check. So, I, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, We'll see what happens with the, with the tour. I think um, my worry's always been, listen, if I'm, if I'm going to watch a golf tournament or I'm watching a golf tournament on TV or I'm a sponsor who's sponsoring a golf tournament, running a golf tournament, tell me a sponsor or a fan who doesn't want to see Rom, Mickelson, DJ, Patrick Reed, and Bryson Brooks Kepka, Cam Smith, in your field. Who is going to go, nah, I'd rather not have those. I'd rather not have those guys. Of course you want those guys in the field, right? So just the fact that something's come in that's taken those guys away and it's split hurts the fans. It's just, I mean, it's a bummer, right? That's one thing that's going on is this is worse for the fans. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. Majors are okay. They all, you know, well, not really, because not all of them who are showing up at a major probably be in one. Taylor Gooch would have played if he hadn't gone, and he, you know, not that he's a huge fan or are, maybe nobody knows who Taylor Gooch is, but he's really good. He's basically Max Homa or better by now if he stayed on the tour. Everybody knows who Max is. So it's just bad. It, it stinks for the fans. It really does, and. Will it, you know, what's going to result and will, I, I think the live, we know one thing with the, with the crew they have, which is some, inter, some pretty cool names. 
nobody pays attention to it. Nobody watches yeah. it. Nobody really cares. It hasn't really. Was it detrimental to what happened on the tour this year? Not, not in my eyes. I mean, it, you know, it kind of stinks if guys aren't there to spruce it up and make it better. But I didn't really know. Did I ever sit there and think, huh, well, this really stinks because Bryson's not here? No. It would have been better if he was. But it, 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 it didn't really. You kind of just forget about it. I do, at least. And so the question is when you take, if you take our top 30 guys, um, who are popular, and they're the guys you care about watching on the leaderboard. Scotty, Jordan, Ricky, Max, JT, all those guys. Chef, well, that's Scotty. Um, chocolate. If, if, if you take enough of those guys, then you have less of a reason to sponsor a tournament because we're not getting the same eyeballs. We're not getting the same draw. We're not getting the same value for our buck one sponsor. So now it's diluted. And that's, that's not a good thing for the future of golf. You don't want to become, you don't want to get to where things got to where the tours just a glorified triple A league feeder system for the next two guys to join to live next year. And that's all it really is. You gotta, I mean, I, I it's, it's this simple. I think you need a primo league that has, a number of the best players. And I'm talking not 50 guys playing in a tournament, not 70 guys. I think you need that 156. It's traditionally been the thing in golf that's developed guys. It's the, that's how Scotty Scheller, Sheffer became Scotty Sheffler. Mm-hmm. Right? So ha, who's, you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'm over-worried about where this goes or could go. I don't think it's there yet. It wasn't there this year. It wasn't there last year. It's not there yet. But if you drew enough guys, which, as we know, is probably possible if you want to write enough big checks, you can probably get enough guys eventually. Um, what does that really end up doing to the game? Um, if I'm running the league that's doing this, do I want to the purpose of the league is not to have golf. It's not to do this or that. It's the purpose of the league is to promote interest in my country and change my economy from oil to other things that I have to do because I can't do it with my country alone. I need people coming there. I need people liking me. I need people wanting to work with me. That's the purpose of this. Stated purpose. Vision 20, was it? Vision 2030? Whatever the, the name is. So that's the mm-hmm. stated purpose. Well, if I am perceived as harming this sport in the end, that's bad PR. I just shot myself in the foot. So will that even, will my worries come to fruition? They may not because that, that just might not be allowed to happen. You know, I don't really know what is sufficient. We know it has nothing to do with revenue or profits or losses at all. It has nothing to do with the free market system. It's just, you know, I have a goal to do this or that, and I don't really know what it is. Yeah, it's interesting. There's going to be a lot more to unpack. Uh, Caddy, we're out of time. Great comments, as always. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll we'll be talking about this much, much more in the days and weeks and uh, probably years ahead. So thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next week. 
Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That was the caddy. Very insightful stuff. Hope you enjoyed that. Stay tuned. Dean Snell. More on the golf ball next here on Real Golf Radio. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. In a world of too good to be true, every once in a while you experience something that lives up to the hype. That's been my experience at Black Desert Resort. The Tom Weiskopf Championship-designed golf course is next level. With the PGA and LPGA tours scheduled to play Black Desert, demand is at an all-time high. Don't miss out on the exclusive opportunity to own real estate at Black Desert. Sign up for details at blackdesertresort.com and learn how you can enjoy year-round family fun in beautiful St. George, Utah. That's blackdesertresort.com this is not about splitting hairs it's more precise than that it's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every chrome soft is manufactured precisely which we confirm with proprietary 3d x-ray precision technology is not an industry standard but it is ours you can hope your ball performs consistently or you can know it will with precision technology ChromeSoft, better for the best, better for everyone. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. Sometimes less is more, like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more, like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology, like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob, obviously a huge story and news uh, this week around the world of golf as it relates especially to the golf ball being officially now in a rollback phase. 2028 for the top players, 2030 for the average players. And to help us unpack this, we're going to do a Going to a good friend of ours that we met, uh, gosh, back when he began this show some 25 years ago. He was with TaylorMade at the time. He's since founded Snell Golf 
after 34 years in the golf industry. He's got 40-plus patents. And This is a guy that was uh, developing parts for Black Hawk helicopters before he started doing golf parts, so knows a little bit of something about technology and innovation. Dean Snell joining us right now. Dean, how are you? I'm doing good, but thanks for the intro, but no, you're making me feel old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the challenge around this is that we... We don't want this new golf ball rule to make all of us feel old, you know? I mean, we're, you know, we're enjoying the fact that uh, the engineers like yourself have created a technology both in clubs and golf balls that enable us to be able to hit the ball in ways that, that maybe we didn't think we could hit. And so uh, I guess I, I've got so many questions, but why don't we just start with what is your understanding of what was announced in the golf world this week? Well, I, I listened to some of the, the shows, the um, TV stuff that was on today. And, you know, and it seems like there was a, a pretty good collaboration between the, the governing bodies and most of the manufacturer side to it, um, which was nice to hear. But the outcome side to it to me is, uh, is a little bit kind of, you know, the work that we do right now and try to make the golf, uh, golf ball be better and make it more playable for players um, and then, and then to try to spin it like it's a, a, a big tour issue—that's the problem. But bring it into the the general public and and everybody else that plays the LPGA, other things that are not elite tour uh, type of players at these crazy fast speeds that they do today. Um, it just seems like it's 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 gone it's gone too far to what it was intended to do. And I really think the main reason for it, which no one has really said it, is is money. You know, money talks, and bifurcation was one of the solutions which means there'd be no big tour contracts anymore no you know golf ball contracts on tour and the the manufacturers would have to make a ball that they wouldn't want to sell and the players would have to play a ball that you know they're not going to get paid for so financially it's a big deal so if they're going to make a change it seems to me like the change has to have happened if it was done across the board now everybody's got to play by the same rule and and uh the impact will be Obviously, it'll be much bigger on the on the faster tour type of players, the faster non tour type of players, and there's some of them out there, you know, and, and a smaller impact on the you know the slower speeds, um, you know, that don't hit the ball as hard. But my understanding is it's a it's a change that's that's happened. It's going to happen, and there's a pretty big grace period for it, which allows manufacturers to get set up and and plan for it. Um, and you know, eat the expenses that will be cost to do that, which will be, that'll be just part of the R and D process. So, um, it's going to happen. It's going to be a minor change for some, a bigger change for others. And it just, it just, to me, it just seems like the attack to the golf ball is not the solution. My personal choice is not the solution I would pick. I think there's a much easier way to do this and, and it could solve all the problems, but it's what they chose. Tell us about that. Tell us what, what you're feeling as a manufacturer of golf balls and what type of solution you would have preferred as far as being able to possibly rein back some distance. Well, you know, I, I started when I started in golf uh, ball design, uh, Torvalada was in play, and that was it. So they were high-spinning golf balls. Um, players would take drivers and try to turn them down to five, six, seven-degree uh, uh, faces to – keep the launch angle down, which tried to control distance um, and maximize distance, created a lot of side spin and hook spin, but that was the ball of choice. So there's four factors, in my opinion, that that really have an impact on this overall distance being a problem for the faster golfers, the elite really 
top players in the world. And I think they're equally as important to, to uh, contribute to this distance. One is the golf ball, one is the driver, one is the players, and one is the agronomy. So when you really think about those four factors that I just mentioned, since 2000, when Pro V1 first came out, the ball speed um, was 255 feet per second max to the USGA. And we always made golf balls right to the max limit. So, so we would design balls to, sometimes to the USGA warning list. They were all made fast. You can't make them any faster, but that's what they were in 2000. Today, that 255 feet per second max speed on the, on the submission that you do hasn't changed. So we still make the golf balls to the max speed, and they're not any faster. So all of these discussions that I keep hearing that the balls go too fast today, we've made them too fast, technologies killing the golf courses, it's not from the golf balls. The golf balls in 2000 had the same speed then as they do today. They were low spin then as they are today. They, the players hit them higher as they do today. So at that time, the tour average was 160 mile per hour ball speed is the tour average. Today, they're doing 183 as, as some of the elite averages. That's 23 miles an hour faster with the same golf ball that doesn't go any faster. So that speed isn't coming from the ball. It's coming from the drivers being longer, sweet spots being bigger, the player's fitness swinging harder. And that's contributing significantly to it. So the solution to a distance problem to say, let's bring it back 10 to 15 yards when they hit the ball 380 yards or 370 yards doesn't really solve a distance problem to me. But the the solution to it is let's change the golf ball that has an impact on every single shot in your bag. But we only have a distance problem for elite tour players. So the, you could have said, well, let's go back to a small driver. Let's create um, inertia stories on drivers to make the ball spin more. You could have said, let's water the fairways a little bit for the tour events and then let them, you know, let the rough, rough grow a little bit more and the fairways grow a little more for the tour events and then cut them and let us play after. Um, and you can't tell the players they can't work out on your fitness and generate ball, uh, ball speed. So I've done a lot of work on this and a lot of studies on this in the past. And if you want to shorten the golf ball 15 to 20 yards or, or even more, there's a simple solution that the PGA Tour could establish where the tee height of the golf ball doesn't need to be any higher than half an inch. So if, if, you, if just those events, the tee height, you can't use a tee that's higher than half an inch, it forces the players to hit the ball with the driver on the lower half of the club, which adds five or 600 RPMs of spin to that shot which makes the golf ball 15 to 20 yards shorter and nothing else changes in the, in the world. You don't have to have any separate rules. The faster players uh, have to use these lower tees instead of having new golf balls for everybody. And it takes all the distance problems away where they're, where they're worried about it obsoleting golf courses. Dean Snell, Snell Golf joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting 
I, that almost seems too simple. Um, but anyway, let's let I want to come back to a couple things that you you've mentioned there because I think they're the key points here. One is is that you you've said that it's going to affect the elite players differently than the average players. Can you explain what is it exactly that's going to happen? And then the second part of that is this driver only or is this through the bag? So will will, will elite players or um, even average players see re- reduction of distance off of the irons wedges same as they do off of driver so i and i think it has something to do with the compression of the golf ball and swing speed so if you you kind of just speak to that and how it differentiates between the highest swings and the average swings well well it can be done in a couple of ways the the test that they're switching to is increasing the ball speed in the test to 183 miles an hour which is where they reported they had you know, over 3,000 times last uh, in 2023 where players have hit it over 183 miles an hour, and today they test at 175 miles an hour, whatever it is that they use today. So the, their overall distance test is going to now increase the speed, and they're going to also reduce the spin and increase the launch angle. So those three factors, faster ball speed, I think it's one degree higher launch angle, and about 300 RPMs lower of spin. All of those factors have an, have an impact on distance. So the balls today at those faster speeds will all be illegal to the new test. So, so manufacturers are now going to have to, on the faster speeds, slow the ball down, which probably won't solve the problem just by slowing the speed down, or you have to change the spin. So if you have to add spin to the golf ball, you add spin on every shot, which now is an impact through the whole bag, or aerodynamics, which you have to retool everything, and you can create dimple patterns that have higher drag and less lift on them. So the golf balls, like the old bladder balls, used to be deeper dimples. So those golf balls now won't fly as far. So if you go the tooling route, some, some manufacturers may be able to solve the problem just by the aerodynamics. Some may have to use aerodynamics and speed, and some may have to use aerodynamics speed and spin. So I think it's going to be completely independent of each company on how they approach it and what they want to do. So there may be some golf balls that add spin to drivers, add spins to other shots, creates a more of a hook and slice spin for the average player, you know, you know, the amateur golfer, which isn't fun, you know, and spin rates increasing with irons also have a bigger impact into the wind. So uh, those issues could be a problem for, for some people, and it really is dependent on what way the manufacturer wants to go. Interesting. What do you say to those that say, as you said earlier, that we've got a big time frame for this implementation, um, and people are saying, come on, four to six years down the road, it's not going to be that big of a deal when it comes to when this is going to be implemented in the golf court, the golf ball is going to be put in play. Well, I, I think the the day you implement it is going to be the same impact. So I don't think you're going to find, if it, if it was started tomorrow, the impact would still be the same as it will be in four years relative right. to what's out there in technology today. So I don't think the time, I think the time thing is just the manufacturer's request to say, if we have to stop today, retool, create dimple patterns, which are very expensive to do, making the cavities are very expensive to do, um, and then have two processes, two lines you have to run, two balls being separated, um, very expensive to do and very tough to control. I think that's the reason why the time issue is there. Most golf balls' life cycles are about two years. So when you do an R&D, 
the work that we're doing today in R and D is probably for three years. To, we have a three to five year window. That's three to five years out. So if it's going to be four, four to six years before it happens, we can start to work on that today to get ready for those changes and the tooling and the processing uh, to make it work. So I think that's the reason why you see the timing be, I think, four years for one for the tour side and six years for the, for the general public, which they can use the golf balls that they already have in their bag for a couple extra years. Dean Snell joining us. Do you think this is going to solve it then? I, I can say, like, I can see it, right? I could see guys, you know, continuing to become better and better athletes, as you pointed out, right? That's a big thing. They're going to be able to swing it harder, um, generate more speed. And again, with the way the drivers, as you know, I mean, they're, these are NASA engineers that are, that are working on golf, you know, clubs, and they're able to, you know, stay within the parameters. Dean, I think you were at TaylorMade in 2004. We were there, and I remember when the USGA announced they were putting the limits on the COR, and this pretty much is the trampoline effect, so this is pretty much going to end. Drivers aren't going to get any longer than they are. I remember that, 2004. I remember TaylorMade talking about that, sitting in one of those uh, presentations, and then all the engineers went to work. They've worked within those COR parameters to, to fix spin launch everything right and and guess what it goes further and so i i just wonder will will the engineering do the same thing now given the updated parameters and still allow for players to hit it just as far or or further i don't i don't know if you'll see yeah the answer to your question is absolutely the r&d guys are going to get to work right away um the club guys have ways to move the inertia and change the cg of the clubs and the torque and everything there, you know, that, that little driver head has a lot of technology built into it, uh, with, with the way they have created sweet spots, you know, fairly big. They used to be, you know, size of dimes. Now they're quarters and, you know, you miss hit shots and they still go pretty far. So I I think, you know, you hit the ball in the center of the face, that's the maximum distance it's going to go. And if that center is bigger, it's going to be a little more forgiving. And that's what you've seen happen over the years. This testing they're doing now by you can make the driver face be the same contact time CT that they have today, the same COR. Um, it, but the testing that they're doing right now is going to be, and, and the driver today doesn't have an impact on the ball test overall distance standard that we do. So it doesn't impact it at all. They, they, they run simulations and calculate lift and drag coefficients, and then they put it in a program, and the program calculates if your ball speed is this on your ball speed and your spin rate is this, 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 your launch angle is this, it finds the optimum and then it calculates how far it would go and that's got to fall within the range. So it really doesn't even get hit with a driver on how it's measured. So the, the driver guys are going to try to do some. I heard someone say something today that they're, they're trying to stop the increase and slow it down and maybe in 15 years they'd have to come back and redo it again. Um, that could happen. But I think you'll see manufacturers will try with drivers to to change uh, to change the way the club performs. But I don't I don't think this is a big solution when you're talking ten to fifteen yards for the very very high elite players having yeah. that distance be shorter. It's really and they're hitting the ball three hundred and seventy yards today. So now that's three hundred and sixty or three hundred and fifty five. Is that really bringing obsolete courses back into realistic things? You know, I don't I don't I don't really think it solves what they do, but I don't, today's understanding that I had was they're not really trying to make everybody be shorter in the game. They're trying to control the distance gains that keep happening year after year. 
And a lot of that is coming from the players and some of the role that you get on some of these fairways in Phoenix and Hawaii where some of the balls are probably still rolling. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, and the interesting thing is, and, and you being an engineer yourself, your job, specific job, is to push this golf ball to the limits and make it perform within the parameters that the USGA sets. Correct. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. 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 You want to play by the rules. We, we play by the rules. They give, they give speeds today to, to 252 feet per second on velocity with a tolerance of 2%. So that takes it to 255 feet per second. And that's what we go to. We don't go to 252. We all go to 255. <clears throat> but we've yeah. all done that in the tour Bolada days. Wild balls would actually be faster than 255, and then the Bolada cover would actually bring them back down just under. That's the same thing that's going on today. But the difference today is the golf balls on the tour with tour Bolada balls used to spin 4,000 RPMs. Now, in pinnacles, which spin 2,500. Now, today's tour balls spin 2,500, and ball speed hasn't changed. So the distance is really coming from the launch conditions of the ball and the players and the speed that they hit it. It's fascinating stuff. Dean Snell joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So uh, at the end of the day, for those that are, I mean, I've heard a lot, read a lot of comments, you know, people saying that the USGA and the RNA, this, that they're overstepping, that, you know, that they shouldn't be governing, that they're ruining the game, that it's not going to be fun anymore. They're taking the fun out of it. Uh, do you, at the end of the day, those of us that are going out to the public courses or to our private clubs and, you know, we're, we're happy when we shoot something in the 70s, wh- what, what kind of an impact do you suppose that we're actually going to see? And, and will it roll it back to the point where it won't be fun anymore? No, I don't believe so. I, I honestly believe for the for the majority of players, what they're doing right now has an impact a little bigger, not not big enough if you really want to roll it back, but a little bit bigger for the um, faster, really elite kind of players and not a big impact on the slower. Oh, I think you'll see some players, and, and the issue with, with the majority of golfers that are average golfers, if I told them they're going to be, you know, three to five yards shorter, they, they can be three to five yards shorter today from one drive to the next. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you know, yeah. being consistent with the standard deviations are huge. So I honestly think for most people, it would probably be unnoticeable. But in my opinion, the, the perception is bigger than the reality. You know, and the perception is when you tell somebody your golf ball is being rolled back and shorter, whether it's true that you see it in reality, it's what you believe. And I think that's, part of the big issue that people are seeing today, the impact is going to be much greater for the faster players and much less for the slower players. But the perception of everybody being shorter now is, is not good for the game. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really well said. Dean, thanks so much for taking some time. Uh, check out Dean Snell, snellgolf.com. Uh, he's got his golf balls up there. I see you've got some holiday sales going on as well right now, so uh, check him out. But, Dean, we really appreciate it. You've always been really kind with your time and insights here on the show over the years, and we're hitting 25 years of doing this radio show next year, which is uh, remarkable. Not quite the 34 years you've been at it, but um, we appreciate all the time <laughs> you've taken over the years, and uh, we wish you happy holidays, and thanks for your time. All righty, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. Dean Snell joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Like I said, developing uh, parts for Blackhawk helicopters into the golf industry. Time with Title is tailor-made. And now Snell Golf. Check out SnellGolf.com for more on Dean. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll talk more about this as we continue here on Real Golf Radio. 
If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Thanks so much to Dean Snell right there for offering a really great perspective. I hope you enjoyed that. We'll post that for you at Real Golf on X. Be sure to check that out or download us where your favorite podcasts are found. Bob, this has uh, been a good show. We obviously hit some topics there uh, with John Rahm and what, what that means now for Live Golf and the PGA Tour, as well as this USGA golf ball rollback issue. Uh, given the two... I would say the severity of of the two major stories this week, it's it's much more dire for professional golf and what John yeah. Rom did, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, we thought going into the uh, this show and the end of this this year for Real Golf Radio, um, these stories just kind of blossomed and bloomed, and we thought, you know, there was going to be a lot said about this golf ball. But I'll tell you what, it was way overshadowed by John Rahm, and it becomes almost a non-issue where John Rahm, it's a huge issue for the PGA Tour, between uh, the Saudis and the PIF, private investment groups and the PGA tour. And it's looks like it's going to be a combination of those that are going to come out of this to um, make uh, these big events um, and, and fund these big events. Well, again, I've mentioned this throughout the show. I do think this is a bit of a precarious situation for the PGA tour. Jay Monahan has already mentioned this being an existential threat and having seen what the PAC 12 just went through, yeah. You know, if leadership doesn't manage or navigate this carefully or properly, you know, you could face the same fate that the Pac-12 did. And and I hate to say that. I'm certainly not rooting for that. I'm certainly not hoping for that. And yeah. it's it's disappointing to me, too. I believed what John Rahm said when he would say that he doesn't play this for money. But then there's a certain amount of money that obviously was enough. And I think there's other factors in play. We'll talk more about this next week. Final show of the year for us here in year 24. Be sure to tune it in next week here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks to Dave Glauser. Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk.